It's time to find out the stories behind the stories. Welcome to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Get ready for some amazing guests, along with Nick's own expertise and insight behind some of today's top news in sports. The where, why, and how. Now, here's your host, Nick Ferguson. That's right, it's Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. The big payback, or maybe the decision. Who knows? Last, four years ago, LeBron James was criticized by the fans of Cleveland. His jerseys was burnt in the street. The owner, Dan Gilbert, took out a front page article saying some not so nice things about LeBron James as he was making his trip from Cleveland, cold Cleveland to South Beach. Today, four years later, the decision is live and well, and the media pumping all this energy into what could be another tumultuous decision for LeBron James. And who who would have known this? The fact of saying that the big three, Bosch, Wade, and LeBron, and if you ask some people, they may call it the big two. But who knew that these guys, despite losing to the Spurs the way they did in NBA Finals, still have a stranglehold on the NBA and the free agency. We'll be joined by Jamison Welsh, who writes for Believe the Hype magazine and the NBA contributor. And we'll talk to him and ask him, well, what is he seeing as happening in free agency with free agency starting 12 midnight on the East Coast? No one has really moved anywhere, but we'll get his take and figure out Fact, fiction, perception, reality. Is LeBron going back to Cleveland? Is he going to stay with the Miami Heat? Or could he just throw a monkey wrench in the whole program and decide to go to Chicago, where that other 23 used to play? Now, I'll tell you this. Now, usually, uh, well, not usually, but the World Cup has dominated the, the conversation in sports for the past couple of weeks. And I'll tell you, I mean, I'm not a big fan of soccer on a regular basis, but I watch the Olympics every time it's around. I watch the World Cup every four years, and my, my soccer knowledge is, is building each year. And it's fascinating to watch these guys on the field do the things that they're doing, and they can't use their hands, and it's all feet. It is, it's a, a, a spectacular spectacle to see is just like watching hockey. You can watch hockey on television, but you can't get an appreciation for it until you go and watch it live in the ice rink. Now, I'm going to back up a little bit. Now, Brazil is obviously the host country for the World Cup. And there were some controversial things that took place in the very first match to kick off the World Cup. But what was interesting was the match that they played against Germany. Now, if you haven't seen this, go YouTube it, go on uh, Four Letter Network, on their website, find it. It was a spectacular display of teamwork. And there's only one way for me to describe that. Now, everyone knows I'm a Miami Heat fan. I grew up in Miami. But what it reminded me of was watching 
Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs play team basketball and defeat LeBron James and the so-called Big Three. So if you watch the match between Germany and Brazil, I mean, precise execution. They were running plays that equivalent to pick and rolls in basketball. One player is unselfishly setting up another to score a goal. He had the open goal, but guess what? His buddy is right here on the wing. He's going to give it to him. And like in the NBA, a three-point shot? No. Outside kick, goal. And who knew that Germany was going to score? Not one, not two, not three, not four, but seven goals. It was spectacular. And like I said, I'm not an avid soccer watcher or viewer, but I could appreciate the Germany team and the teamwork that they put into it. And it's a testament to any sport, basketball, football, soccer, or, or football, as they would call it over in Europe, or even Major League Baseball. It's a team sport. You might have one marquee guy, two marquee guys, but if you play together collectively as a team, you can win ball games. We're going to see if we can get Jameis Welch here on the line and see if we can talk a little bit about the NBA uh, free, free agency. But, I mean, I, I'm excited. I mean, Germany against Argentina. I mean, everyone's going to be watching that game. And, and normally I'm joined by my co-host uh, Mario Batanzi. You can find him at Mile High Mario. And Mario, if you've been listening to this show for the past two weeks, which I know you have, Mario has been really adamant about not really liking soccer. I mean, once again, after watching Brazil against Germany, how could you not appreciate this skill set that you have to have in order to play this sport? You know, if you're a fan of basketball and you're a fan of the crossover, you're a fan of the high pick and low, you're a fan of the alley-oop, you definitely would appreciate what these guys do. The headers, the bicycle kicks, the crossing over with their feet, the, the hesitation. All right, we, we're joined once again by Jameson Welsh, writer for Believe the Hype uh, NBA and radio contributor. Uh, Jameson, there's been a lot of speculation over the past couple of weeks uh, as far as what teams are going to make what moves to move from pretender to contender, but most importantly, the roadblock in free agency has been caused by one person and one person only, and that's been LeBron James. What have you heard thus far, and can we separate fact from fiction right now? Well, it's tough because LeBron is playing it very, very close. Uh, you know, he's a guy that doesn't let a whole lot of leaks get out, but if you pay attention to all the rumors and all the sources and all that good stuff, it really seems like he's going back to Cleveland. That's the... That's the word on the street. That's they're the leader in the clubhouse right now for him. Uh, he is meeting with Pat Riley again today out here in Las Vegas. But for the most part, everyone seems to believe that uh, Cleveland is the destination he's going to go back to. And it would be almost a shock if he were to go back to Miami. Well, when you look at what Cleveland uh, has done, they, they're now starting to move players, dump some cash, obviously clear, clear some cap space for LeBron James. They drafted Andrew Wiggins, the talented kid uh, this year, and Kyrie Irving is on their team. Now, they're younger than the team that if, my, if LeBron chooses to go back to Miami with 
whether it's Bosch, whether Ray Allen comes back, whether it's D-Wade, yes, they are in their twilight hour. But that Cleveland Cavaliers team, they are young. They are talented. Do you think that if he were to join that team, they can compete with maybe a Kevin Durant for the Oklahoma City Thunder or maybe Greg Popovich and his Wiley veterans in San Antonio? Well, not currently constructed because that Cavaliers team, it's the reason why they won 33 games last year. They weren't that good. I mean, let's not get twisted. They were a poor team on both ends of the ball last year, and that's just how it was. But they do have Andrew Wiggins, who they can trade for a guy like Kevin Love. Now, if you talk about pairing Kevin Love with LeBron James and having Kyrie Irving there, now you're talking about a team that can contend for a championship. But adding LeBron to the Cavs right now, it puts them in the mix. It puts them right in the mix. It, they, they're probably one of the favorites out East. But in terms of winning a championship, they don't have enough. But if you had a guy like Kevin Love, you know you, you pass up on the future of Wiggins. Uh, you get a guy like Kevin Love compared to LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, you're in pretty good shape, and you put yourself in a position to compete for championships right away. So if, let's just hypothetically say LeBron chooses Cleveland Cavaliers over the Miami Heat. Now, where does that leave his good friend Carmelo Anthony? Well, it definitely seems like Carmelo has several options available. But at the end of the day, I think we're all assuming that he's going to go back to New York. Um, you know, the money, the, the extra money that New York can pay him is greater than anyone else can offer. And also, he's been there. He's established there. He has his businesses there. He has his endorsements there. So there's not a whole lot other teams to really offer him at this point. Uh, the only thing I would say is watch out for maybe a sign-and-trade with the Bulls if the two teams were able to come to some sort of agreement with that. But outside of that, I think that's a very slim chance. But I still think Carmelo well, will end up being a member of the New York Knicks come opening night. Well, when I look at this situation from my standpoint, I say, well, if I'm LeBron, I could do a couple of things. I have a couple of options here. He can sign a one year with an option where he can play another year with the Heat, see what they can do, and still opt out and choose to go to Cleveland if he wants to uh, next year. Also, and there's not been a lot of conversation about it, if he wants to position himself with a couple other guys that will give him an opportunity to win another NBA championship and be mentioned amongst the names of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, as far as NBA championships are concerned, wouldn't Chicago be the best landing spot for him if he could link up with Joe Kim Noah, Derek Rose, and even Carmelo Anthony? Well, Chicago is the best destination for any you know, high-powered free agent because Chicago is literally a piece away, you know, a piece away from winning a championship. They have the perfect coach in place. They have the perfect system. They have the perfect complementary players. They're just missing that one main guy to put them over the hump. Um, but at the same time, there's reasons why guys don't want to go to Chicago right now. One is Derrick Rose. Uh, health-wise is, you know, my thing is with his health-wise is you don't know what you're going to get with Derrick Rose. Uh, you know, two knee injuries in two years, and he hasn't really shown that he's going to be that same player he once was when he won the MVP back in 2011. And also, if you're a free agent, you want to be at least welcomed by the guys that are there. Uh, Derrick Rose, is, you know, he has his way. He's a different person, different type of person attitude-wise. But if I'm going to your team on a tour or a trip, you can at least have a conversation with me. You know, if you're right. not, it's one thing to not recruit guys, but at least show up and be somewhat friendly. And if you're not going to do that, that's not very welcoming to guys that are better than you, and that can help you get your career to where it needs to be. So that's why Chicago is a very tough destination for prime free agents to go to right now. 
Well, now, uh, Mark Cuban is not, uh, he's a well-known guy. There's the show on NBC called Shark Tank. Uh, but he crept into the back door, and, and he did something you typically don't see uh, with NBA owners. In a club with Chandler Parsons, he gets the deal signed for an offer sheet. Uh, when you look at, look at that, and knowing that Chris Bosh is waiting on LeBron James to make his decision, what does that put Houston in this mix, knowing as though they can lose Chandler Parsons to the Dallas Mavericks? Well, the Rockets have kind of butchered this situation from day from the jump. Uh, they didn't have to make Chandler Parsons a restricted free agent. They could have just kept him at his rookie salary and kept it moving. Uh, but Dallas is very smart. They, they kind of forced Houston to make a decision here because there's a good chance that Houston may lose Chandler Parsons uh, for nothing. You know, there's a really good chance that may happen. Um, you know, Houston ha- is all in on Chris Bosh. They feel that Chris Bosh is their missing piece. Uh, but there's a chance that they miss out. They may miss out on both of those guys because now with, when it's a restricted free agency thing, you only have three days to match. It's not like back in the day we have a week. Mm-hmm. So if you're Houston, you're, you're kind of hoping that, uh, you know, LeBron makes his decision and that Bosh makes his very quickly as well because if not, you can lose Chandler Parsons for nothing because they, the Rockets would have to, in a sense, sign Bosch and then match Parsons' offer sheet in order to make that work. And right now, it's not looking like that's going to be the order it takes place in. Now, let's move out west uh, really quickly. we got to have about 20 seconds here. Talk about the L.A. Lakers and their situation. There's been talks about moving Powell. We know that Kobe Bryant is coming back off of injury. And as it states right now, the Lakers don't have a head coach. Where do you see them right now making any moves in free agency? Well, the Lakers are still on hold for uh, Carmelo Anthony. You know, they're still waiting for the official word one way or another. Once that official word comes, then you'll start see them making different moves. They'll start going to other directions with some of their moves that they have to make place. Um, you know, they're going to make a run at Powell Gasol. You know, they're going to try to bring Powell back. Whether he wants to come back is a different story. But they're going to try to make a run at him. You may see them uh, extend the offer sheet to Eric Bledsoe. Uh, that's a guy that they've been kind of talking about, hinting around about, and who has not been offered an offer sheet yet. You know, so there's still moves up there for them to make. They may kick the tires on a Luol Deng or even a Trevor Reza again. But there's going to be moves after the Carmelo thing winds down. They have a lot of cap space. People still want to play in Los Angeles. They're going to be busy after the Carmelo situation kind of takes its shape. But until then, they're still all in on him because – he, he commits so much of the cap that you got to be very careful on who you bring in before him if he does decide to play in Los Angeles. Well, thank you. That's Jamison Welch, for writer for Believe the Hype, an NBA contributor. Jamison, thank you for the insight, and we'll see how this thing plays out over the next two weeks and see if LeBron, in fact, goes to Cleveland or he stays in Miami. Coming up after the break, we talked to Todd McMillan, and get some updated information on his Know Your Number campaign and see how that is going for him. You're listening to Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? (laughs) 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. You're listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to nickferkshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. That was some great insight from Jameson Welch. You can find him on Writer for Believe the Hype, uh, NBA contributor. And, and it's really interesting because I'm, I'm watching here on my, uh, my, my monitor uh, about what's taking place here uh, with the NBA situation. And it is still speculation. Uh, everyone is still waiting to see what LeBron is going to do. Uh, the Knicks is going to, they're going to have a press conference uh, and I think it may be in about five minutes to talk about uh, their stance and where they are in, in free agency. And you still have the Los Angeles Lakers that are holding out hope that they can land a talent like Carmelo Anthony because they realize that they are transitioning from Kobe Bryant. And his era is going to end very soon. Uh, but the only problem with that is uh, there are a lot of NBA players that don't want to play 
with Kobe Bryant. Yes, he, he is a superior athlete. He's aggressive on the court. And at times when his surrounding cast can't put the ball in the hoop, he takes upon himself to take the game over, something that he has to have and have that aggressive mentality. But anytime a player suffers any type of injury, especially the type of Achilles injury that Kobe Bryant suffered, it changes a lot about your dynamics. It changes a lot about how explosive you are, how you attack the rim. You rely more on your, your jump shooting. So he doesn't really have that spring that, that he used to have, uh, and the spring in his step, I mean, uh, that he used to have when he was much young. You got to think, Kobe Bryant came into the NBA right out of high school. So he's played a lot of basketball, but still, individuals don't want to play with Kobe. Sometimes I've had criticized him every now and again on this show talking about uh, his, how selfish he can be. And I think some of the, the marquee players that are out there, they're thinking about that. They're taking that into consideration. Well, am I going to get as many touches as I need to uh, if I play with other players on other teams? Uh, is L.A. the proper market for me knowing, though, there's a team that's down the hall in the L.A. Clippers that are playing some pretty good ball with Doc Rivers as a head coach. So is L.A. the proper landing spot? And then you don't have a head coach. So there's a lot of uncertainty swirling around the Lakers team. So you want to be competitive. Any player that plays the game, any sport, golf, basketball, football, the objective is to win. And, and like Jameson said, he said, well, everyone is leading towards LeBron possibly going to the Cavaliers. I'm, I'm really opposed to it, not just because I'm a Miami Heat fan, but once again, I look at their roster, and they're not, they don't have a roster that's built and ready to win right now at this point. Maybe in two to three seasons after Wiggins get his feet wet and they work on that chemistry, but one thing we know about NBA, even in the NFL, you have to be able to play defense. Cleveland, they don't do a great job of playing defense. Adam LeBron gives them a little something, but it's not enough to compete maybe with an Indiana Pacers team or the teams in the West, which is a better conference, hands down, than the East. Uh, someone who knows a lot about basketball and sports, a guy by the name of Todd McMillan, he's been on the show before. We're going to get an update for him right now about his Know Your Number campaign. Todd, thank you for joining the program. Hey, how you doing, brother? Nick, how you doing, man? So, so bring us up to speed on what's been taking place with you after you appeared on the show oh it's been unbelievable man number one i appreciate you for having me on the show and helping get my message across to, to, to the men out there but it's been unbelievable man i've been approached by various foundations i've been back and forth to toronto chicago doing some guest speaking and uh presently right now i'm putting on the 5k in november in phoenix so you better have your running shoes ready because you will be out here <laughs> well, you, I, I, don't, I don't know about running a 5k but you know I'll stand alongside and pass out water and t-shirts that, that, I'll do that for you hey you can walk you can walk it then how about that All right, okay I, I can walk it maybe, maybe what I'll do I'll start walking if I start to get tired maybe I get into one of those little push buggies strollers and you can just kind of push me across the finish line <laughs> hey that sounds good that sounds like a plan <laughs> so so now now after you appeared on the show what has been kind of the response on your website 
from you, you know, actually talking about it? What have people have been saying about this particular issue? Well, you know what? After I've been on your show, I, it's been it's been really, really good. The response from from guys that you know I didn't even know listened to the whole the the you know, I mean, the show the time we did it. Right. And I have guys telling me that me and my wife listened to the show. It was really, really good. I didn't know. I just got checked. I had a, a short story. I had a, a buddy of mine who's an officer in Phoenix. His father had prostate cancer, and he's never been checked. But because he heard my story on your show for the first for the first time, he went and got checked. He's forty, and the doctor was like, "Ah, you don't need to get checked. You're just forty. Don't worry about it." And my buddy was like, "Well, my dad had it, and my buddy had it at thirty nine. So no, I want to get checked." And he was real. He was really, really asked, really aggressive about getting checked. And the doctor still kind of just said, "No, nah, you know what? Don't worry about it." But since he was so for getting his test done that day, he went in and had it done. His test was clear, but he was upset because he got to see that for men and his whole PSA, there's no sense of urgency. There's no big deal, and you know that's what he was standing behind me and essentially saying, "I really appreciate you." advocating for men because, you know, we don't know. And a doctor can tell us, you know what, no, you don't need to do it right now. And we, as men, would say, you're right, we probably don't. But, Todd, because I knew your situation, I knew your father had it, my father had it, I made him give me the test. And I'm kind of I'm kind of bent out of shape because my doctor was my family doctor, and he's been my family doctor for years, would deter me of not having my PSA done. And then on top of that, I don't know if you know, Nick, but they're trying to get do away with doing PSAs for men, which is, you know, we can't have that. And that's a part of my new focus is not allowing that to happen. That's a whole different show in itself, but that's, that's what I'm, I'm focusing on also is we can't do away with PSAs for men, which we cannot. You know, they want to just go to the regular, you know, the digital exam, which is, you know, the finger exam, but... Right. You know, the, the finger exam can detect prostate cancer, but it also can't. Like in my case, it didn't detect prostate cancer. So. Well, you know what? That, that's very interesting, Todd. And, and I've had a chance since uh, you last appeared on the show. I have been uh, adamantly talking to a lot of guys across the league, asking them if they knew what PSA was. And, you know, not jokingly, you know, they're thinking, oh, public service announcement. I'm like, no, here's a number if any number you need to know is not your FICA score, it is this particular number because it can actually save your life. And, you know, once again, I was shocked at the fact that some of these guys, they had no idea what I was talking about. And I gave them your story and I gave them the information. And once again, it was shocking to them that, one, you were diagnosed when you were diagnosed. Two, that your doctor, just like you're telling me about this friend of yours, told him, listen, hey, don't worry about that. You know, you, you still have a couple of years before that is something you really need to put a lot of right, your time right, and focus right. attention on. Wait till it's 45 or 50, exactly. So, but I don't get it. Why is it that doctors, and you let me know in your research and you're talking to doctors, why is it that they continue to tell guys you really don't have to worry about this when it is a serious matter that they should put a lot of attention on? Right. I, and that's the part that still to this day, because you have... Doctors across 
different areas that will save 40 or save 45, that will save wait till you're 50. And so there's no consistent number that all these doctors are, are, are standing by because they're all over the board. And, you know, if I would have waited till I was 45, for example, if I had a doctor and he said, well, so you know what, wait till you're 45 to get checked. That, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's good. That's a good number for you to dad having I think cancer 45 is a great number. I probably wouldn't be here today to right. check that 45. So, you know, and I wasn't even 40 when I got checked and my doctor still told me, you know what, well, it's still a little early to get checked. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it right now. Even after I told him my father had prostate cancer, there still wasn't a, a sense of urgency on his behalf to have me checked until I told him, no, I'm doing my PSA and you're going to check me. You know, so that's the, and that's what I'm trying to do because you don't realize who I was talking to somebody this morning uh, and I was telling them it's weird because one in six men in the U.S. will be diagnosed with prostate cancer, number one cancer for men, and one in nine women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. You Mm. see the number difference, but you would think at one in, you would think that more women would get breast cancer compared to how much you see of breast cancer awareness, breast cancer raises, all this stuff that you have. And, I, you know, I applaud women for that because they've done a wonderful job. But we need the same. We need to do the same job of getting that word out so that it's all over the place for men, that we are aware. Because you see so much breast cancer that you don't realize the chances of a man, of a man getting prostate cancer is a lot higher than a woman getting right. breast cancer currently. Which is, you, you would never know that. I mean, I didn't know that until I started right. doing more research and studying and stuff like that. But I was thought, you know, wow, breast cancer is everywhere. It must be one in three women get breast cancer. That was just my ignorance. But that's what you think because you see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. Well, you so, know, you know what, Todd? You know, uh, I had a friend that I played with. Uh, in college, at the first college I went to, Morris Brown College, a guy named Carter Eve, and uh, later on the show, uh, I'm going to give some warm remarks on his behalf and talk about our friendship, but he passed on July 3rd of lymphoma cancer. And, wow. you know, even though this is a di- different type of cancer, what it says to me and what we're talking about now is, you know, when you go into the doctor and your doctor's telling you, hey, listen, you don't have to worry about this, you don't have to worry about that because you're not in the proper age bracket for to have those things to be major concerns. What I'm hearing is you have to now be proactive in making sure you know what's going on with your own body, regardless exactly. of what the doctor is saying. If you need to go get a second opinion, go get a second opinion. Don't wait until it's too late and then it's, and they're telling you, Mr. Johnson, there's nothing we can do. You know, uh, before we let you get out of here, uh, let us know where, once again, where we can find out more information about uh, your campaign uh, moving forward. Uh, where you guys can go is called www.anythingformyprostate.com. Once again, www.anythingformyprostate.com. I'm on Twitter uh, at McMillan, M-C-M-I-L-L-O-N, Todd, and it's at McMillan Todd. That's my Twitter account. Good, good stuff, Todd, as usual. Uh, Give me all, send me all that information to my Twitter account so I can be there for that 5K, not run, but walk. (laughs) I'll make sure. All right, thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Thank you.
Thanks for your time. All right, take care, Nick. All right. You know, it was great having Todd on, and like I said before, uh, we, we lost a, a great guy uh, this earlier this week, a guy named Carter Eve, a guy named, uh, we call him Carter Stuntman Eve, and those who know him well know exactly why we call him uh, a stuntman. And Carter was uh, a wonderful human being, and, and I was blessed to have had a chance to know him at Morris Brown uh, College, uh, very charismatic, full of life, and cut, life just cut too short by, by, by cancer, the form of cancer. And it's just a constant reminder that, you know, you never know, you know, when your number is going to be called. So all these petty quotes that we have with members in our family or other friends, we've reached a point in our lives where, we can get past those things, you know, and, and, and I always, I'm, I truly, truly believe through communication, there's a window to everything. And if you talk to another person, let them know where you are, what you are feeling at that particular time. We can work through anything. And, you know, Carter was one of those individuals that he affected every person. He was around, even on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and go to Carter Eve, there are people leaving messages on Facebook that never knew him. But that just tells you uh, the, the impact that a being has on another person. And, you know, I've talked to several individuals who uh, I, had a, I was fortunate to go to Morris Brown with. And one thing about what happened with uh, Carter's passing is that it, it shook up so many things. And for me, uh, I said on, on Facebook that our lives have all gone in different directions. And we're doing different things, but we forgot about the bonds that we forged when we were in college, so we don't talk as much. So for me now, just like Todd has taken on his campaign of knowing your number, you know, I've kind of taken on my own campaign of myself, is those who I've come across, whether it's Morris Brown or Georgia Tech and in the CFL, wherever I've been, you know, I've taken it upon myself to have a campaign where I start to call people and, you know, try to rebuild some of those connections. And, and I urge you guys to try to do the same. Go out. If there's someone, a school teacher, a brother, or aunt that you haven't spoken to in a while, give them a call. I, I'm sure whatever you guys uh, have had a disagreement about, you guys can work through that at any point. But, one thing I know for sure, it's best to tell a person how you feel about them while they are still here. And, you know, I don't want to make it seem as though I'm standing on my pulpit and, and I'm talking about this and want to make people feel in a very melancholy mood, but I just want to let you know that whatever it is that you're dealing with, what, you know, it might not be something as serious as what Cardi E was dealing with, but whatever you're dealing with, there is a way to get past it. And it's not just so much focus on what we don't have in our lives. It's put a lot of attention on what we do have. And that's the main thing that, you know, I'm taking from uh, Carter E's passing. Let me focus on what would I do have with my family, with my friends, and how can I go back out there and forge uh, those, those connections. Uh, a real quick story about Carter really, really quickly. Uh, at Morris Brown College, which is in downtown Atlanta, if you did not know, near the Georgia Dome, uh, we were playing a game 
uh, against uh, Val Dawson State. And, you know, I, I remember we were not doing that well either offensively or defensively. But, but the one person who was still into the game and he was still fired up and, and he had that never-die attitude, and, and that was Carter Eve. Uh, if you could have seen the way that he approached life, attacked the game of football, and, and that particular game against Savannah State, I mean, even though... From a score standpoint, it was lopsided. They were up. There was no opportunity for us to come back and win that game. He was still running hard. I mean, still running into linebackers, still punishing guys in the secondary. That's who Carter Eve is. You know, not who he was, that's who he is, because even though he is not with us in flesh, he's still with us in spirit, and that is a fond memory. I would have, uh, one of the fond memories I would have of, of Carter Eve. Uh, also, to tell you a little bit about Carter Eve, especially for a lot of individuals who obviously don't know him, music has a way of inspiring a lot of people, getting them up to dance and motivating them. And one thing about, about, about Carter, the music lived through him. Uh, he would hear uh, music and he would go. And knowing we're from Miami, so of course, uh, it was hip-hop, but it was a different brand of hip-hop. But to see this guy dance, it, it, was, it was a spectacle. It, it, was, it was something that, that I, I wish that they had so you think you can dance at that time because to see him, you know, as you would say, bust a move, it, it, was, it was spectacular to see that. So, uh, Carter Eve, I know you're still with us in spirit. It was great uh, having an opportunity to share the space that we were given and I was given to be around you. So uh, I thank you uh, for that. Uh, Your legacy will live on through the stories that we tell and definitely live on uh, through uh, myself. Uh, I want to take this time, thank Todd for coming on to the program yet again to give us an update on his Know Your Number campaign. And once again, as we said before, don't leave your health in the hands of the doctors. Be proactive. Find out what's going on with yourself, what you can do to help with any debilitating uh, diseases that may be hereditary in your family or anything that's, that's out there. Uh, take hold of your life. Take hold of your health. And make sure you do the things that are necessary. And if you are a man that is out there listening, go into the doctor's office. Don't let your doctor tell you, hey, you don't have to worry about this because... You're not 40. You heard it from Todd himself. He talked about another guy. Go out, get your PSA, know your number so you know where you are so you can take care of you and your family. Uh, James Welsh, writer for Believe the Hype, uh, NBA contributor. Thanks to him for joining the program and giving us his insight on what he feels is going to take place in the NBA. I I still feel as though uh, very optimistic that LeBron was signed with the Miami Heat. If not, the Chicago Bulls, pardon me, is a better option. So, no Miami, go to Chicago. You possibly win a little more, a couple more championships than you probably would in Cleveland, who's a couple of years uh, away. Uh, I would like to thank my three amigos here for always working uh, things out. I know we experienced a little bit of technical difficulties, but we have figured that out on our end. Uh, all my guys in Phoenix who continue to make the program run as smoothly as it can. Celebrity City, 
Center here at Church of Scientology for allowing me to use their great pavilion to film my shows here. It's been wonderful as usual. This is Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective. Have a great weekend. Thanks again for stopping by. Be sure to catch Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. in the West on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll share some more great stories next week. 